ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. Norman, are you a skincare girly? Um, well, I do look at my skin from time to time, but um, I don't slather myself every morning or night. You know? Oh, really? Yeah, I don't look like, you... a, like a ghost you know, with a mask on when I go to bed. Well, then to what do we owe the, the juiciness of your complexion at your advanced age of 51? Yeah, something like that, yeah. <laughs> well, my standard response to that, I, I say that I get some Viagra, I, liquid, I liquidise it, turn it into a cream and rub it on my face because it keeps my skin erect. But, uh, I regret it. I regret asking this question. But that's not true. That's not what I do. Sorry, I just can't well, you did get, ask. I just can't give you my standard response. erect skin out of my head. It's hard to scrub it once it's said. But the bottom line is, um, in terms of anti-aging, my skincare is slathering on sunscreen. You know what? Me too. Uh, like I, I definitely spend more than you do on skincare products. But the one that I have noticed the biggest difference was when I found a 50 plus sunscreen that I liked and I started wearing it every damn day. That's the biggest change I've noticed in my skin. Yeah, but, you know, I did wonder about these, all these ageing compounds. So Shelby, you know, watched that rash producer and I went down to some very famous cosmetic shops and um, had a look around. And it's just amazing. I just want something that's going to make me look younger, plumper skin, no. So this is fill and repair. The whole of the back is their ingredients and most of it's water how much is that oh, that's 120 bucks right and i think you got kicked out of the shop yeah we did yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that video is going to be on our instagram at abc health which is also where you can ask us a question it will be but there's a lot of products on the shelf that are anti-aging and in fact that's what this what's that rash is about indeed you are physician and journalist Dr Norman Swan on Gadigal Land. And you are Tegan Taylor, health reporter extraordinaire, and you're on Jagger and Turbo Land. And today's question is from Yaz. Hi, Tegan. Hi, Norman. Okay, can we talk skincare? Because I have so much of it. Vitamin C creams and eye creams and retinols and BHAs and AHAs and... I don't really know what most of it is or what it does or even if it works. Is it worth me having all this skincare or should I just stick with sunscreen and save my money? Thanks. Yeah, I mean, I didn't submit this question. Yaz did, but I, it's one that I've sort of asked myself as well before, Norman. But I guess probably the place to start here is why does our skin age at all? Why do we look different as we age? Two reasons. One is the inherent ageing of our body, and that actually varies according to our genes and our ethnicity, and I'll come back to that in a minute. And the other is that we go out in the sun and our skin gets really damaged. And depending on the nature of your skin and, again, your ethnicity and genetics, people respond more or less to the ageing effect of the sun. So let's start off with the ageing effect of the sun because that really dominates in Australia. The UVB tends to burn you, but the UVA goes really deep and you get things like actinic keratosis where the skin gets damaged and dry and itchy and it's a precancerous condition. You get thinning of the skin, so even more than natural ageing, you get blotchiness, you get pigmentation of the skin 
and you get wrinkles, and you get quite deep wrinkles as a result of photoaging. So the sun is really quite toxic uh, to your skin. And how can you tell whether or not what you've got is maybe natural aging versus the sun? You look at a part of your body which doesn't get the sun. So one part of your body that doesn't get the sun is your inner arm. So by and large, unless you put your hands behind your head when you're sun, sun baking, <laughs> your inner arm. And the other is your buttocks. <laughs> Quite literally where the sun don't shine. Well, it didn't shine until recently. But if you've been to the beach <laughs> on this, uh, these holidays, you will notice that there are young women out there with these <laughs> new bikinis on. I think they're, they've been very popular in Brazil for a very long time. They have. So, but I don't think that dermatologists can go to the buttocks anymore for, to assess your ageing skin versus the place where the sun don't shine. <laughs> but you're right. Like One of the research papers that I did look at for this, I did notice that they were using the butt. And is that because you can measure the effects on a particular individual's body by kind of using their butt as a control because yeah. it's not getting a photo ageing and then their face, presumably, as, as the other place that they would look. That's right. But it's hard, to, you know, even that way, it's hard to find wrinkles in the buttocks. <laughs> you know, there's more dimples than wrinkles. Now they sort of comparing cheek and cheek? Oh, very good. Very good. Yes, I wish I'd thought of that one. <laughs> so then there's natural ageing, which is partly genetic. And they work together, obviously, the sun and natural ageing. But, for example, there is some research suggesting that, for example, if you're Chinese ethnicity you tend to wrinkle around the eyes and you wrinkle less and you probably wrinkle about 10 years later than somebody who is Anglo. So a Chinese person's face is more preserved. But also there's a tradition in China of hiding the face from the sun. So people are quite protective of the sun in many Asian countries. So that gets a bit confused there as to what is genetics and what is not. Um, but essentially with ageing, the collagen doesn't get produced as well. You get thinning of the skin, you get blood vessels showing, and your wrinkles are a bit finer than the wrinkles from sun ageing. But it can be very hard to tell the two apart. So obviously, well, I'm guessing obviously, to avoid as much sun ageing as possible, what you're looking for is a broad spectrum sunscreen, something that protects you against those UVA and UVB lights. But you did mention there collagen. And that's making me think of all the different ingredients that I have seen on the sides of various skincare products over the years. Which of the ingredients are we looking for if we're looking to make any difference to sort of reverse the signs of ageing? Because I'm guessing that the sunscreen kind of only protects you against future ageing. Yes. Um, you'd have to say, before we start, when testing's done on skin creams, on cosmetic creams and anti-ageing creams, it's not done at least when they're not prescription, when they're just over the counter, it's not done for effectiveness. It's just an, are they safe? Mm. Um, so you cannot rely on a lot of the evidence here. But in essence, the substances that seem to work are vitamin A. Basically, well, vitamin A is various forms, but it's retinol. And there are stronger forms of retinol called tretinoic acid and isotretinoic acid. But essentially, the common ones over the counter are retinol. And there is evidence that uh, retinol can, to some extent, reverse the signs of ageing skin and indeed sun-damaged skin. There's vitamin C. and There's interesting evidence on vitamin C as a strong antioxidant, at least at certain concentrations. There's also a substance called hyaluronic acid. And this is really a plumper or a lubricant in skin and joints. 
and hyaluronic acid. Sometimes it can be used as an injection, but we're talking about over-the-counter, and you can find hyaluronic acid in creams and ointments and so on. And there is a little bit of evidence that it helps to plump up the subsurface of the skin. None of these things are permanent. None of these things change your aged skin forever, but they do make a little bit of difference according to the best evidence we could find. I have a question about hyaluronic acid because I had always seen it in skincare commercials and on sides of skincare uh, bottles, but you mentioned to me an application for it that I had never heard of before. Yeah, for sore knees. Yeah. When you've got osteoarthritis of the knee, your surfaces are worn away and you've probably got less lubrication from cartilage in your knee. And there are some products on the market which have hyaluronic acid in it and they can help. There's one in particular that can cause quite bad allergies in the knee. So you've got to be careful of these and take advice and they're not that cheap. But yeah, you can get some temporary relief on your knee, whether or not your knee's been in the sun, there's nothing to do with it. You don't have a younger looking knee on one side. No, no, it, it feels younger though. So what about more like intense treatments? Like I hear about acid peels, I hear about AHA and BHAs, which I think stands for alpha and beta hydroxy acid. Do they help? Look, the acids can help. Peels can help just in terms of your appearance. But as anybody will tell you after a peel, eventually it goes back to where it was before. And again, you've just got to watch these products because there's all sorts of other stuff in them, which might cause an allergy. You might get a response to them. I was, one of the products I was looking at the other day in the shop, the ingredients filled one side of the carton <laughs> and they were in German. <laughs> so, you know, I, I have no idea what was happening there. But that just gives you an idea. But so, you, so you'll see somewhere in the line, you go hyaluronic acid, somewhere in there is retinol, somewhere in there there might be these acids, but in, it's in amongst everything else. And they're trying to compete on, really, I suspect they're competing on how fancy and convincing they can make the product. Yeah, that makes me, sort of, you're sort of saying that there's evidence for vitamin A, there's evidence for vitamin C, but what kind of... So vitamin C as a topical as preparation a topical thing, in yeah. an ointment or a cream, yeah. But like those sorts of studies that show that evidence, are they over-the-counter skincare products or are they that thing applied directly to the skin? Like if I'm buying a cream that has it as an ingredient, is it going to give the same result as the people saw in that study? Yeah, well, there's no standardisation, unlike drugs. So it's different for some of the prescription medications in this area. Uh, and some of the injectables, they are much more regulated because they are prescription. But these, there's all sorts of other stuff in it which could be interacting and you've no guarantee that the hyaluronic acid in one product is going to have the same effect as hyaluronic acid in another, even if the concentration looks the same because there's all this other stuff around. And all that other stuff around could affect the absorption of it. Okay, so to Yaz's question what's worth the money? Or if you're going to spend the money, what should you be looking for if you actually want to get these anti-aging effects? Well, you've got to think about your age. Because what I didn't tell you was that when I went into one of the shops, which is a very famous cosmetic shop, 
there were young girls in there. And I'm going to say young girls. I'm talking about 13. They looked as if they were 13 or 14 years old. Oh, my gosh. Yes. So my young girls, I have a couple who live in my house, and they're not into skincare, but some of their peers really are and are using products that are from brands that I would consider massive splurges for myself as a, as a professional person. Certainly not something you'd be buying with 11 or 12-year-old pocket money. And they're buying products that are supposedly anti-aging. And you've got no idea what, what some of these products are going to be doing for a child's normal skin. And that's a worry. And actually... So it's not like they can freeze their gorgeous 12-year-old skin in time and just stay looking like that forever. No, and, and to the credit of this shop, you had assistants saying to these girls, you don't need these. It's a, you know, they would just go on online. So there's, there's obviously something going on amongst kids. So look, the bottom line here is... If you really want to have an effect here, prevention through sunscreen, that's, you don't want it to be any worse than it is. So slathering that on, hats, covering your body. And then look for products that are as simple as they can be with retinol, vitamin C, hyaluronic acid. There is a little bit of evidence, but it's prescription drugs. Estradiol and estrogen cream can make a difference for postmenopausal skin aging, but that's a prescription product, not over-the-counter. So just be sensible, go for simplicity, and if it's not working, chuck it out. And yeah, Norman, on the thing about sun protection and staying out of the direct sun, if people are interested in knowing more about that, we did do uh, a previous episode of What's That Rash? Is There Such a Thing as Too Much Sun Protection? So if you want to listen to that, just scroll back up to the feed. It came out on the 3rd of January. So that's very much about the external forms of ageing that we mentioned before, sun protection, and then these sorts of products chosen wisely could make a difference to maybe reverse some of those signs a little bit. Is there anything we can do for the internal ageing that you talked about before? Well, you stay young by doing the stuff that we know about, which is exercise, keeping your immune system's level of inflammation as low as possible, and that's through diet, getting your microbiome in good shape through prebiotic means which is about the Mediterranean diet and so on. Not smoking. Smoking does stuff up your skin and increases the oxidation of the skin underneath the layers of the skin. So smoking will speed that up. And if smoking does it, it's quite likely that small particular air pollution does it as well. So there's things like that which affect direct environmental damage and speeds up ageing. So what I'm hearing is if you're in the age bracket where maybe some of those signs of ageing are starting, there is some evidence for some of the ingredients in these things, but kind of proceed with caution because the evidence base is a little thin. And if you want a comparator, keep your buttocks covered. (laughs) That's right. That's what your skin should have looked like all along. Thank you so much, Yaz, for the question. And thank you for everyone else who has been sending their questions in. Scott actually wrote in also asking about skincare, about moisturiser and said, I think the closest I've come to moisturiser is when I spilled oil on my chin during a meal. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure lots of blokes would say the same thing. Although, you know, they do say that skincare for men is uh, a huge industry, although it's just a quiet one. Most of the men I know just grow beards to cover it up. But we'll we'll no doubt cover questions on moisturisers in the future. Watch that rash. But I want to know what your skincare routine is, folks. So DM us at ABC Health on Instagram or email us. 
thatrash at abc.net.au. And if you haven't already, why don't you subscribe to Watch That Rash? And you can do that wherever you get your podcasts. Yep, smash that follow button so you never miss an episode because why would you want to? We're so charming and engaging, Norman. And we'll have another question for you answered next week. See you then.